This is the Elijah Har Show. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at 933KWTO and stream us on the 933 mobile app. Welcome back to KWTO. An hour down, an hour to go into the weekend. Missouri legalized medical marijuana a few years ago. They legalized recreational marijuana via a constitutional amendment. But ever since they've done it, there's been controversy surrounding the program. Joining us now on the show, Leslie Angleking from the Cannabis Health and Safety Organization. Leslie, welcome to KWTO. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Happy to be here. Leslie, we do something on the show every day. Every day we do a question of the day. The question of the day is unrelated to anything else we're talking about, and every day it changes, and every day the guests and the hosts have to answer the question of the day. Today's question of the day, if you had to today set up a first date, how would you set it up? Hmm. I, I, always, probably... I always think new guests are going to be like, I am never going to be on the show again. <laughs> oh, gosh, no, I don't care. Um, I think I would probably plan a little day trip somewhere and, and surprise them. Nice. Nice. I like it. Road trips are always a great way to get to know each other. Okay. Leslie, you have been in the, 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 the marijuana space for, for quite a long time. You've been digging into Missouri, the Department of Cannabis Regulation here in the state. Tell us a little bit about your concerns about what's going on in Missouri with marijuana. Yeah. Um, so from a health and safety perspective, there are real challenges with all of the state cannabis programs. Um, and it's something that I've been talking about and trying to bring attention to for over a decade now. Um, we started in Colorado and, you know, it was a new, a new thing and they did their best. And what you would hope to see happen across the country is each state would create a program that actually works for their model and look at the intent of the regulations and the goals of the regulations and what that state needs. But instead, what we've seen is every single state copy the Colorado model, which was flawed to begin with, and then try to make little tiny tweaks to improve it. Well, those little tiny tweaks end up being more and more rules that are more and more complicated and not really getting to their intent of protecting health and safety for consumers or the public for creating, you know, a fair marketplace, any of those things. Now, you, um, I, I mentioned you've been in this space for, for quite a long time. Uh, tell us a little bit. How did you get into looking at the rules on marijuana and cannabis? So my background is in public health, mental health, and pharmaceuticals. I spent 13 years in in the pharmaceutical industry before getting into this space. Um, I opened the first chain of vertically integrated licenses in Phoenix, cannabis licenses for medical use in, in Phoenix back in 2010. And I spent about three years there and coming out of a quality management background and working in pharmaceuticals and understanding the importance of quality management principles, I was looking at these these cannabis regulations and going, how is it that all we're doing is testing the end product and we're not looking at the process? That doesn't happen in any other industry. So in food or pharmaceuticals or anything else, they're, the operators have to control their process. The state understands their process and regulates around the process to ensure the safety of the end products. But in cannabis, they're not doing it. They just test the end product. Um, and, it's, and it's creating a whole 
slew of problems. I think the first and biggest problem is really like you start talking about whether products are compliant or safe and there's a difference, right? Yeah, obviously the, the expectation is if they're compliant vis-a-vis they are safe, but if there's a disconnect between the two, the businesses, they care far more about complying with the law than they do about what the eventual safety results are, I assume. Well, they have to. And and to be fair for the businesses, they believe that following the rules leads to making safe products. That's why the rules are there. I mean, if you think about cannabis, these businesses have such onerous regulations. They have more regulations than the oil and gas industry. I actually did a, a presentation at the National Oil and Gas Association, and I got up and talked, and the, the other folks from the oil and gas industry are like, you guys have more regulation than, than we do even. So there are just such onerous regulations in this too. And so as an operator, you feel like, gosh, I'm killing myself to meet all these rules, to do everything that the state says, and then what? I'm not making safe products too. That doesn't make sense, right? There's a, a huge disconnect there. And I think that's really what's happening because states don't understand the process. You said it started, and, and I know we all know it started in Colorado. And you said the problem is everybody's sort of taken the Colorado model and then replicated it with their own changes. How do you, let's, let's take Missouri aside for a second. If you were wanting to see a state set it up in a perfect case scenario, how would that process look? Well, I mean, there's, there's things that need to be done from a, a safety science standpoint, like studies and things, to look at some of the combination products that are particularly at issue in Missouri with this issue right now. But I think that the basis of all of this is managing the process, and that comes through quality management principles, which, interestingly, the Missouri um, – DCR, Department of Cannabis Regulation, has is the first state in the country to mandate that cannabis businesses build a quality management system. Um, they actually just put that in place last year that it went into effect. It goes into effect December 1st of this year. So all of their all of this stuff that's happening with Delta is a little counterintuitive to that because that should have controlled for the process, you know? And let's, um, let's, but- let's pull back for one second. For those of our listeners who don't know what she's talking about, Delta Extractions is a um, cannabis organization in St. Roberts or, or, or Franklin County, somewhere up in, near the St. Louis area. They've been shut down by the Department of Cannabis Regulation over a lot of these issues, and now they're involved in, in pretty heavy litigation through both the administrative hearing process and the civil process to try to get their license back. Correct. And and they haven't actually lost their license. I should say that just to clarify. They it's on they took the product initially DCR came in and they put all of their products on an administrative hold. And then a week later, maybe 10 days later, they came out and they put a recall on them. But since August 2nd, the licensee, Delta, has been locked out of their facility, unable to work or make products and engaged in this litigation and these administrative hearings with the state around this issue. Um, so it's, you know, it's been ongoing for quite some time now. And interestingly and importantly, it's caused so much havoc in the marketplace um, for other licensees because everybody co-manufactures and, the, and all the dispensaries carry lots of different products. Um, but also in other states, because 
there's in cannabis, there are so many partnerships across state lines because the products can't go across state lines. So if I'm in Arizona and I want to sell my products in Missouri, I find a business in Missouri that I trust to follow my procedures and make good quality products with my brand name on them. And then they make them and we sell them in Missouri. So there's a lot of interstate relationships, which means that the problem in Missouri caused problems in Colorado and Arizona and Oklahoma and, you know, everywhere else too. Tell us a little bit about the, the regulators, um, how, how the, the regulators are trained, what their abilities are, how that impacts the process. Yeah, I think, honestly, that is one of the big challenges right now. And, and it's a challenge in any new industry. Um, you know, there isn't set training. Um, I, one of my big issues is that, that I think we need to have some qualifications for these folks that are working in the States. Um, cannabis is a natural plant product, but it's science and we need science. And what we're seeing is state regulator agencies across the country just don't understand the science. And even in this situation with Delta right now, part of the rules don't make sense. Um, they're, they're trying to regulate around substances that they don't understand. And that's and part when you of say the they, you mean the Department of Cannabis Regulation rules? Yes. Exactly. So they start looking into things and they think they're seeing things, but they don't really know what's going on because they don't understand the process. And I think truly until until state agencies get trained and understand exactly how these products are made and what the different components are and when you can introduce them, it's going to continue like this. Um, How do you how do you fix a problem like that in a state like Missouri that only recently you know, we legalized medicinal and then recreational just here in the last few years. How do you get people trained up in time um, for an agency like DCR who, who, who it seems is having some some growing pains in the process? Um, it's a good question. And I don't think anybody's doing it, which is, again, part of the problem. Um, our company, Foundation of Cannabis Unified Standards or FOCUS, is has internationally accredited cannabis specific training for quality systems that um, we use with industry. And we have offered that training at complimentary to any state regulator, inspector, compliance officer that wants it. Um, we have not seen a lot of uptake on it. There's a few states that have, have put their entire agencies through it, but Missouri is definitely not one of them. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's just super interesting. How, what states are taking you up on this complimentary training? Um, we've had people from Virginia, the state of Virginia, Tennessee. Uh, there's a few others. Um, but again, we operate like they, anybody can take it. It's, you know, the state agency doesn't have to decide. It's free. We put it on our website. Um, and it's all online cloud-based training. So it's something that they could, you know, spend a few minutes on every morning for 15 minutes and, and just continue to educate themselves. But it doesn't seem to be, it doesn't seem to be the intent. Um, and Missouri just declined, never replied. What? What's? Yeah. So there was there's a group called the Cannabis Regulators Association, or CANRA, and they had a meeting in June, late June this summer. They have one a year, and we offered it at their meeting where all the cannabis regulators were were attending. Um, we also put it into their live platform of resources and emailed it to all the states. Um, so then it was just basically whoever takes us up on it just responds. 
Uh, super, super fascinating. Do you know, does DCR Missouri, have they taken any sort of training? I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be educa- educated on that to speak. I really don't know. I, I would guess that the answer is no. In general, the answer is no across the country. I'm, I think that's one of the important things to point out here. You know, this isn't necessarily picking on just Missouri or picking on anybody. It's a systemic problem in these programs. And I think that for me, I mean, my reason for being involved in this situation in Missouri is because I really would like to see a solution that's nationwide. I mean, we've got all this movement on the federal level, but we've got all these problems on the state level that haven't been solved. So I guess my question is, if you've got regulators in Missouri without training going around, just how do they pick and choose who they shut down and who they allow to continue to operate? Is it just whoever they get a complaint about goes goes down? Is it what's the is there any sort of process they're using? All all government agencies have a process they're meant to follow, which includes, you know, if there's anonymous tips or anything else, there needs to be a full investigation and, you know, making sure that that's accurate information before any action is taken, things like that. Um, I don't, to my knowledge, that didn't happen, but again, I'm not, that's not, I'm not right in the middle of it. So I probably shouldn't talk too much about all that. If you were to, to provide some recommendations of the state of Missouri, to, to improve their department, to, to advance, be top of the line, what type of recommendations would you recommend or do you think they need to institute? So I, the first thing is they need training, um, the regulators and inspectors. But I think overall what I would recommend um, is a gap analysis to have an independent third party, it's something we do, um, come in and Take a look. We do an assessment of each operator. So we go in and we do a site review and we review their documentation and their processes. And we write up an anonymous report about what's going on across the state as well as in the government. And then let them look at the problems. And and we tend to put our reports in a prioritized sort of, you know, green, yellow, red, if you will, on what's most important. And I think that gives the state a place to start. Um, but in in general, overall, I think people need to really start thinking about the reason that we regulate things. Um, I think that there's a real big problem in cannabis because the stakeholders have not been agreed upon. And so, you know, regulators, who are they serving, right? Are they serving themselves because they're a stakeholder group? Are they serving the public because it's the government and they're meant to? Are they serving the industry? Um, it, it's really confusing. And I think that some of that needs to be defined for these problems to be solved. It's really fascinating. And, and you listen, I think I think that the, the department in Missouri, you know, way back when medicinal marijuana was legalized, there was a lot of controversy about who got licensing, how that process took place. But that was, you know, that was on the front end. Now we're starting to look at the the back end where people that are operating, some get shut down, some get to be kept open. You're seeing these backups in the, you know, you as you mentioned, gaps. You've got groups in Missouri that are like, wait, we, we've, we're trying to provide product to these dispensaries and suddenly we can't. What are we going to do with this? And they're creating millions of dollars in, in lost revenue with the process or, or lack of process that they're using right now. 
A hundred percent. And never mind all the doubt and fear and confusion they're creating in the you know public with the patients and the consumers because all of a sudden these products that people have been consuming for the last few years are now declared, you know, unsafe and unfit. And it's, you know, it, the implications of it are, are just astronomical. It's crazy how many people it's impacted. Yeah. And I also think one of the interesting parts here in, in specifically in regards to Delta extraction is there was a, a couple products that, that the department didn't like, but they just shut down the entire place and not didn't just say hey these two products need to be taken off the shelves while we investigate no they just they they shut down the entirety of the organization which has led to a lot of these problems in missouri yes it's a yeah i mean it's a big situation and i think yes (laughs) i don't really know how to answer that i want to be careful not to to answer you know too much stuff but yes for sure. Hey, uh, if people want to know more about the work that you do, or if we happen to have anybody from the department listening and they're like, hey, we, we want to take advantage of this complimentary training, how do people find you on social media or, or learn more about what you do? Our social media handle is Focus Standards for all of them. Um, and our website is www.focusstandards.org. But if you just search Focus Cannabis, we should come up. Um, And if anyone is listening from DCR, I would like to reiterate the offers I've sent in emails that we would love to help. Um, You know, my position in all this is an independent third-party health and safety organization is there are ways to fix these problems. There are solutions, and we just need to work together to find them. This is a new industry, and we have to be collaborative. Very good. Again, Leslie Angleking, she's with Focus, the Cannabis Health and Safety Organization, and the founder of Cannabis Unified Standards, thanks so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It was really fun chatting. All right. That was Leslie Yang. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I said, now I need to find a date. (laughs) Uh, Again, Leslie Angle-King. Listen, the whole issue of cannabis regulation in Missouri has been one that's concerned me for a long time. If you look back, the House, the, the, the State House of Representatives held several hearings about the licensing of this. These licenses, each one's worth millions and millions of dollars. It was supposed to be a blind application process. There's a lot of, of allegations that it wasn't blind. Groups that applied with with very, very different apl- or very identical applications would be graded very differently. It's just it's it's been a department with a ton of growing pains. And now they're embroiled in yet another lawsuit here in Missouri in regards to shutting down an organization, Delta Extraction, that says, no, we were following the rules and somebody came in that didn't know what they were talking about and just shut us down. A lot of concern about is this, you know, is this competitor trying to steal market share? Um, What's going on with the department? We're going to continue to follow the story. Lots more to talk about. Yeah, uh, in obviously it was passed uh, back in 2022. It says here that it was passed, the, the recreational marijuana bill was passed 53%. So this isn't like, Something that everybody's totally cool with and comfortable with. This is something that 40, uh, 47% of Missourians didn't want, and you kind of have to earn their trust still. And on top of that, you know, all you want to do is make mar- marijuana legal, but they've added 40-plus pages to the state constitution to do that. Lots lots here. We'll, we'll continue to follow the story. We'll be right back. More to come, plus our snake draft at 537. Don't want to miss that.
Silence.